With all the off-season changes to South Carolina's offensive personnel, Gamecock fans are going to really find out in 2024 what kind of play caller Dow Loggins really is. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen for your team here today. We are free and available both wherever you get your audio podcasts daily and also on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any bet. That's $150 win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Dow Loggins had, I would say, a pretty solid first year here in Columbia in 2023. And obviously, it certainly helped him that he had a very talented quarterback behind center in Spencer Rattler and a future NFL wideout in Xavier Leggett, a guy that's going to probably go late day one, maybe early day two in the NFL draft this coming April, and probably play for a good long while on Sundays in the future. But after that campaign, even though he did a pretty good job, the 2024 season is going to be really telling when it comes to offensive coordinator Dal Loggins and his play-calling abilities. So before we really dive into this conversation, let's first of all address this question. How do you define a great play caller? There's probably a variety of definitions that you could make for that phrase or for that term. But in my opinion, a great play caller when it comes to football is a coach that can get the most out of their unit by scheming around the group's weaknesses. And pretty much every offense and defensive unit in college football has got one, even the best of the best. And so the best coaches... They're able to find a way to work around those issues. Dow Loggins in 2024, I think it's safe to say that he's going to have to elevate his play calling with South Carolina's offense. Now, some are going to stop there and they're going to be wondering, well, why are you saying it like that? Because he already had to work around a lot last year and again, proved that he could do so. He dealt with an injury plagued and inconsistent offensive line. He dealt with a wide receiver group that, besides Xavier Leggett, rarely ever got separation against opposing defensive backs. And he really didn't have all that much at the running back position outside of Mario Anderson Jr. But here's the thing. Dow Loggins, as I mentioned earlier, he had the luxury of having Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett as a part of this team in 2023. And both of those guys were all SEC caliber players that helped to mask some of the issues that this offense had. And quarterback and wide receiver, if you're going to pick any two positions on offense to have your two best players at, those are probably the two positions right there, quarterback and wideout. Now, this coming football season, this side of the ball is going to look different when it comes to their starting lineup. Dow Loggins, he's only going to have one proven all-SEC player and likely the one guy that has all-SEC potential, at least for this next season, in Raheem Rocket Sanders. 
everyone else either doesn't have the talent to hit that ceiling or they're young and inexperienced and they've got to get some games under their belt before we get a better idea of what kind of player they could be with the Gamecocks. And that's not even diving into the fact that, again, as we talked about on the Monday show, there's no clear and obvious downfield receiving threat on this football team right now. Lenore Sellers, as good as he might be for this football team for the next few years, and I've certainly hyped him up a couple times on this show, we have to admit, right now, he's still a very green quarterback. He has not played a whole lot in college so far. And the offensive line group, a group that, in my opinion, bottomed out in 2023. That group should be improved. But are they going to make massive strides or are they still going to have struggles here and there in 2024? It's a fair question to ask for that position unit. And in a lot of ways, this potential situation with Dow Loggins, it reminds me of Brian McClendon, an old offensive coordinator at South Carolina that was here when Will Muschamp was the head coach, Brian McClendon was originally the wide receivers coach at the beginning of that regime's tenure, but he became the OC in 2018 and was coaching here from 2018 to 2019 as the offensive play caller. The thing with Brian McClendon was that after the 2018 season, he lost an all-worldly playmaker in Debo Samuel. He basically lost Jake Bentley at the beginning of the 2019 season after Bentley had, I believe, a Liz Frank fracture in week one against North Carolina. And half of his scholarship offensive linemen in 2019 were either first or second year players, which usually does not bode well when it comes to that particular position group. And the stats show that with those personnel losses, Brian McClendon just was not able to make up for them. This offense went from averaging 30.1 points per game in 2018 to just 22.4 points per game in 2019. They went from averaging 426.2 yards per game in 2018 to averaging 371.9 yards per game in 2019. And Brian McClendon, as most of y'all probably remember, he lost his job after the 2019 season, largely in part because he could not make up for these losses. His play calling was not creative enough. The timing of some of his play calls wasn't good enough. And it just kind of snowballed from there. So I don't want some of y'all to get this twisted. I'm not saying that Dow Loggins is about to have a Brian McClendon-esque downfall in 2024. My whole point for this conversation is that Dow Loggins, he's going to have to be an even better coach in 2024 than he was in 2023 because, sure, Maybe some of these position groups overall will be a little bit better. Maybe we'll have a little bit more depth, but you still got to have star power. And right now, at least as of this very moment, South Carolina does not have a whole lot of proven star power on offense. So some of y'all may be sitting there and wondering, well, Andrew, if you're saying that Dow Loggins is going to have to do some things differently in 2024 in order to get more out of this group, what exactly is he going to have to do when it comes to his play calling? I'm going to throw out a few different things and discuss them in detail in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Now, I know that you've all come to this podcast, whether it's on an audio podcast app or on YouTube, to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But 
For just a minute, I want to talk to y'all about preparing for real life, because right now, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, which is right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, say, if your wife or your significant other had gotten ill, or if one of your kids fell ill, or maybe a grandparent had fallen ill, and this was all happening during a supply chain issue, which was keeping them from the life-saving medications that they needed. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about any of that because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, such as UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any one of us, so you do not want to get caught unprepared. Be sure to go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off of your order. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. We cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. Now, as I alluded to a few minutes ago, Dow Loggins, because of the personnel changes on the offensive side of the ball that's taken place for the Gamecocks so far this offseason, he's going to have to change up how he calls plays for his unit in 2024. So again, some of y'all might be wondering, well, what could all of that entail? Well, we're going to go over a couple different concepts or themes of the offense that Dialogues could run with this next season. Starting off with number one, take full advantage of Lenoris Sellers' legs. Now, I know that some people are not going to like this idea inherently because if Lenoris Sellers is running with the football a good amount next season, it automatically means that there's a higher chance that he potentially goes down with an injury. And I can completely understand and sympathize with that point. However, with the losses you've had on this side of the ball, and again, the lack of proven star power that you have on offense, I think that you've got to use every part of the North Sellers game to the fullest extent. And that means incorporating his athleticism into your offensive game plan. So, play action bootlegs and play action naked boots. Utilize those to a significant degree. Lenore Sellers, anytime he is rolling out of the pocket on a passing play, he is going to put any second-level defender in conflict because that second-level defender, he's got a few different options. He can try to run up the field and tackle Lenore Sellers, which, to be honest, uh, will probably be a dumb idea for the majority of linebackers that decide to do that. He could sit back and try and stay in coverage and prevent any pass being thrown in his general area, in which case, if there's nobody open, Sellers could still just keep running down the field or Sellers could potentially look back to maybe the other side of the field and find someone open over there. There's a ton of different results that could play out on those kind of plays. But with Lenore Sellers now likely being the quarterback for this team heading into 2024, there's going to be a lot more positive results here than negatives. Spencer Rattler, as great as he was, the only knock that you could really give him when it comes to his uh, player profile is the fact that he is not the greatest runner in the world. He's certainly not as athletic as Lenore Sellers is. So use Sellers on play action boots and naked boots and also use some quarterback draw every once in a while. Have him just run right up the gut and just challenge those guys in the box on defense to try to bring him down. 
I think that that would be probably a given considering the guy that you've got behind center in 2024. Another thing I think Dal Loggins should do is I think he should have more option plays incorporated into his playbook. So this kind of carries along the same lines of the previous theme I mentioned with using Lenore Sellers' legs. But again, you've also got a proven All-SEC caliber running back in Rocket Sanders right next to him or right behind him, depending on the formation. So utilize that to the fullest extent. Make defenses have to respect the possibility that both guys on any given play could take off running with the football. So that means utilize zone read concepts, read option concepts, and also run pass options. If especially in games where you've got the run game going, if you want to swap certain plays out with play action concepts at times, then you could throw in some run pass options. And there's a variety of different run pass options that you can utilize, whether it is a bubble screen or maybe it is a slant route or maybe it's even just a little pop pass over the linebacker's heads to a tight end running down the middle of the field. There's a couple different things that you can do with that. So have option plays in the playbook. And the last sort of theme that I would say that Dow Lawkins could take and run with in this offense in 2024 is using more deception and misdirection. With the lack of proven star power for South Carolina's offense in 2024, Dow Loggins is going to have to find some more creative ways to get defenses off balance. One way in which you could do that is by using more deception and misdirection. So, few easy examples here. Dow Loggins can call run plays where the run is going one direction, but the blocking scheme is going the opposite direction. What would that do? Well, for most defenses, they are taught to read and react. And especially for the guys in the box and the linebackers at the second level, they're taught to mainly read the offensive linemen and any potential tight ends or H-backs that are in there as well, potentially serving as blockers. So whichever way they're going, most of the defensive line and pretty much all the linebackers, they're going to probably fall along with them. So for South Carolina, you could run a zone blocking sort of look one way where all of the offensive linemen are basically working horizontally towards the sidelines over here, but you could hand the ball off to Rocket Sanders and have him go the exact opposite direction. And now all of a sudden Rocket Sanders has a lot more open grass. He is an open space and he's in a lot more one-on-one situations with any defenders from the defensive secondary. And that is obviously a big advantage for South Carolina. If a play works out like that. Another thing that they could do is essentially do the same thing in terms of the blocking scheme, but utilize that in the play-action game. You already kind of see that to a certain extent, but Dow Loggins, he could make this a point of emphasis when it comes to his play-action concepts. And again, with Lenore Sellers running with the football and the possibility that he could just tuck it and go, that just, again, makes it more likely that you could possibly create an explosive play just because of the fact you set the offensive line the opposite direction of where the play was going. And then the last thing that Dow Loggins could do, and this is something that he already did to a certain degree in 2023, and I think he could do it some more in 2024, use misdirection screens. Again, variety of ways in which you can do this. You can fake one pass going one way and then throw the ball back the other way. You could do a fake handoff if you wanted to. Maybe that can incorporate RPOs in there. There's a couple different things that he can do when it comes to trying to throw defenses off kilter in the screen game. 
He already showed that he could do that a little bit in 2023. He could take that to a new level in 2024. So obviously, look, South Carolina, they cannot roll with these specific concepts just for an entire football game. You do have to have variety. You do have to test the defense in other areas and other ways. But for the Gamecocks, with the way this offense is probably going to have to operate in 2024, in my opinion, these would be great ideas. These would be great themes and concepts for Dow Loggins to implement into the offensive scheme so that therefore this unit can have a lot more success this upcoming fall. Now, the national championship game by this point has taken place. Uh, we are recording this before the title game is actually about to play out. So don't know if Washington actually did win the game or not. But either way, Washington's run in 2023 can serve as motivation for South Carolina football fans in regards to championship aspirations. I'll explain why that's the case in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season has officially wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action heading into the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Got some interesting wild card matchups taking place this upcoming weekend, and one of them is... The Green Bay Packers being pitted against the Dallas Cowboys. They got to go to the Lone Star State. The Packers do if they want to win this game. And the Cowboys right now, they're a pretty big favorite considering the fact it's a playoff game. They are 7.5 point favorites according to FanDuel. The money line for the Packers is plus 275. Money line for the Cowboys, minus 340. And the over-under is at 50.5. The Cowboys, they have been on fire offensively when they've been playing in front of their home crowd. And I don't expect that to be any different heading into this game. So if you're interested in this game or maybe any of the other playoff games that FanDuel has to offer, then go check out the app. It's easy to use, and you can literally bet on anything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team Every single day in just 30 minutes. South Carolina fans, they are the most loyal bunch in all of college sports. I would say that there are a few fan bases that can truly relate to uh, to heartbreak and sorrow like Gamecock fans have for decades upon decades, especially when it comes to the sport of football. And look, South Carolina, they have had success in several different areas. Women's basketball, obviously, right now, probably the best program in the entire sport. College baseball, one of the most storied programs in that sport, including a couple of national titles. Men's basketball made it to a Final Four about six, seven years ago now. But the football program, if South Carolina ever won a national championship, they would have to literally shut down the city of Columbia for probably the next week, maybe two weeks. That would be how much Gamecock Nation would be partying on after such a win. But the thing is, of course, the Gamecocks, there's a reason why they have not won a national title to this point in their program history. They have struggled to even put themselves in contention for one. But there's always been a feeling in this fan base that this program is one that can win championships. And for Gamecock fans, they're looking for some semblance of hope, maybe outside of South Carolina's athletic bubble. Washington is the team you need to look at. 
The team that just played for the national title last night, again, I recorded this show before the game took place, so don't know if they won it, but the fact that Washington even made to the national title in itself, it's extraordinary because when you look at what people say about national championship contenders and the prerequisites that national title contenders need to have, they always talk about recruiting. They always say that you need to have the Jimmys and the Joes. You want to compete and potentially win a national championship. Washington, they're going against the grain here when it comes to that notion. Coming into the 2023 season, they ranked 26th in 24-7 sports team talent composite rankings. Essentially, the most talented teams in all of college football. How many five stars you got? How many four stars you got? Washington ranked 26th. That's not bad, but that's not necessarily viewed as a team that's going to contend for a national title or a level that can help you contend for a national title. Washington came into this season with 26 four-stars on their roster and an average player rating of 87.60. By the way, South Carolina's average player rating was .11 points higher than Washington. And TCU, just in case you're wondering, from the 2022 season and their Cinderella run, they were 32nd in 24-7 sports team talent composite rankings that season. Now, it does need to be noted that Washington, they did face Pac-12 competition. But, of course, this was also an up year for the Pac-12 in their final year in existence, unfortunately, as a conference. And they have also benefited greatly from players that have used COVID years. So, players that are 5th year, 6th year seniors, in essence, graduate students, on their roster. And after the 2024 season, you're not going to find very many players like that. I think at this point, a lot of people would say that that's probably a good thing for the sport in terms of the backlog that we have seen when it comes to uh, the class breakdown on all of these rosters at the Power 4 level. But the reason why I bring all of this up is that there are replicable components that Washington has with their football program that South Carolina could turn around and do themselves or can manifest in their own way. So there's two main ones that I want to talk about here. One is having a star quarterback and two star wide receivers. Now, I know some of y'all are sitting there thinking, Andrew, you say that like it's easy. It ain't that easy to get a star quarterback and a star wide receiver or two. Washington's got that. They've got that with Michael Penix Jr. at quarterback and they've got a couple of thousand-yard wide receivers on that roster as well. South Carolina, the closest that they've probably ever gotten to uh, qualifying for that prerequisite is uh, 2016 through 18, where they had Jake Bentley, Debo Samuel, and Brian Edwards all on the roster at one time. I don't think anybody would say that Jake Bentley was a star quarterback. Debo Samuel was very much a star. And uh, Brian Edwards, he was definitely an all-SEC caliber wide receiver but South Carolina they've always struggled to get to that point to meet that mark but in today's college football you don't have to recruit those guys out of high school you can now bring them in via the transfer portal and that leads into my next point Washington they've been quite savvy in terms of how they've used the portal the past two years under Kalen DeBoer, their head coach. They have had a very simple strategy, as far as I can tell. They don't care where you come from, as long as you have shown the ability to be productive and you have a bunch of experience under your belt, we're interested in you. 
because I looked at the last two transfer portal classes for Washington, 2022 and 2023. And in those two classes, 19 total transfers, by the way, three of those transfers were fourth-year players, four of them were fifth-year players, and three of them were sixth-year players. So 10 out of the 19 guys that they brought in the past couple years through the portal had four years of experience in college football or more. That is a lot, and when you think about that, and then you imagine it being sort of sprinkled all throughout the roster for the Huskies, you can see why this team, in a way, has made this run in 2023. Now again, as I kind of alluded to with the previous point of having a star quarterback and two star wideouts, it's not always that simple. But, with South Carolina... Shame for being the head coach right now. It's not an exact blueprint, but the best coaches, some of the best coaches, they can take different aspects from different programs that have worked for them and apply it to their own vision, their own blueprint that they have set for their own football team. So Shane Beamer, you know, look, he's gone after some very experienced wide receivers, for example. Amari Huggins-Bruce, a fourth-year player. Uh, Gage Larvidane, a fourth-year player. Jared Brown from Coastal, a fourth-year player. Shane Beamer, in a way, he may have looked at what Washington had done in the transfer portal the past couple years and said, shoot, they're just going after really experienced players. Maybe that's what we need to do more of instead of just looking at maybe the name or the stars next to their name on these ranking websites. But my whole point of bringing this up again is just to say, for Gamecock fans, I know a lot of you, you yearn for the day that South Carolina can bring home a national title in football. And I've said it before on this show, I think that they can do it. I think they've got the components necessary to do it. And it's very clear, South Carolina right now, they have too much talent to be, you know, a 5-7 and seven program. That's without question. So, when a team like Washington makes to the national title game, you know, if you're if you're a fan of this program, you're probably hoping to a certain extent that Shane and the staff, they're looking at what Washington's doing. And they're sitting there saying, okay, how was it that they were able to capitalize on the talent that they did have and be able to carry that all the way to the college football playoff finals? If Washington can do it with the 26th best team in the country in terms of talent on paper... South Carolina can do it. Yes, the road is a bit harder because they're in the SEC and they got to play Clemson in their non-conference slate no matter what every single year. Does that mean it's impossible? No, it's not. It is absolutely possible. But you got to, you know, in a way, catch lightning in a bottle, but you've also got to get the right guys in there. So Shane Beamer and the staff obviously working hard to do that. And um, I'm not going to say 2024 is the year they're going to win a national title. Get back to a bowl game first, and then we'll talk about that later. But, who knows? You can string a couple good seasons together. Maybe you can take some of those components from Washington's blueprint and other teams' blueprints and apply it to your own. And that way you can make a run in this new era of the college football playoff beginning in 2024. With that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are y'all's thoughts on how the changes in offensive personnel could alter Dow Loggins' 
play calling in 2024. How do you think he should change his playbook? Do you think maybe he doesn't need to change it at all? And lastly, what do you think South Carolina fans can take away from what Washington has done in 2023, making it all the way to the national title game? No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comment section if you watch this show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on X at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to the show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll be sure to catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.